Welcome to the Burden and Blessing Podcast, a study and discussion forum on the truth of God's Word. Our summary verses of the books of the Bible introduce us to the theme of each book of the Old and New Testament scriptures so that we might have a deeper appreciation and understanding of God's Word of Truth. We pray that these brief studies will enable you to get more out of your daily reading and hearing of God's Holy Word. Glad to have you with us here at Burden and Blessing as we continue our series on the 66 summary verses of the Bible. We have been looking at the pastoral letters. Earlier, we looked at 1 Timothy, and we are going to pick up the letter that Paul wrote to Titus in our study today. Titus is probably not as well known as Timothy was, but Titus also played an important role, was a worker along with the Apostle Paul during his missionary journeys, was there with him in Jerusalem, and like Timothy, was left by Paul to work on the island of Crete. Joining me to go through this letter of Paul to Titus is again Pastor Neil Radical. Neil, what is the verse that we're going to be looking at for Titus this week? Titus chapter 3, verse 5 from the Christian Standard Bible. And again, just an encouragement to our listeners, this is a super short letter. You know, we're only looking at three chapters here, but there's so much encouragement to a congregation, to a young pastor again, again, to see what the Lord has planned in store for him. And I think what we see with chapter 3 is one of my favorite sections to talk about with baptism. So, this really shows us God's justification and how he continues. If you look at the, the little bit greater context of this verse of what it means. So Titus chapter three, five, it says, he saved us not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy. Nathaniel, these are one of these verses where pronouns are important, but they're extremely important in this verse. And so if you just look at the pronouns and just say, God saved me, not by works of righteousness that I have done, but according to his mercy, to Christ's mercy, what God has done for me. And what I think is really neat to think about our work versus Christ's work, we know from the rest of Scripture, as Scripture interprets Scripture, that the Lord makes it so clear. Don't think that you're going to get to heaven through your works. you got to get to heaven through my work, what Jesus has done for us on the cross, where he paid for it all in full when he said, it is finished. So this section is one of my favorite sections because baptism really reminds us of that, that we might think, well, I'm taking my child to be baptized or I'm an adult and I'm going to be baptized. It's not your work. It's what Christ is doing through that washing, through that promise, through that adoption into his family. And so I, I love this verse and how it speaks to not self-righteousness, but the righteousness we have in Christ. According to his mercy, he saved us, not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy, he has saved us by the washing, by the regeneration, by the renewing of the Holy Spirit, which he poured out on us abundantly in Jesus Christ, our Savior. That being justified freely by his grace, we may be come the righteousness through the redemption in Christ Jesus. So that righteousness is from the Lord. And it, again, it gives us so much confidence that we are saved, that we can look forward to heaven all wrapped up in such a powerful little verse like this. The pastoral letters point us to God's gifts like you were talking about in baptism. And we think about baptism and baptism is this gift that the Lord has given to his church here on earth. And Neil, you, you brought out so nicely that this is God's work. It has nothing to do with us. It's given freely to us, even though we don't deserve it. 
And once again, in these pastoral letters, we see that the Apostle Paul encourages Titus, like we heard in Timothy earlier this week, to hold on to the truths of God's word. He says those truths are important. He says that you need to stand up against false teaching in the church. So false teaching is a big issue within this little book, like you said, three chapters long in Titus, emphasizing the truth. Hold on to the sound doctrine. That's, that's the good orthodox, straight teaching of God's word. And then what he does here, he gives us this mini dogmatics book of all of these things that is, is a brief summary of what Christianity is, who God is, that Christ is our Savior, the work of the Holy Spirit, the doctrine of the Trinity, the deity of Christ, the vicarious atonement of Christ, the universality of salvation through Christ. Salvation is by grace, not by works. Justification by faith. All of these things are touched on by Paul as he writes to Timothy. And right smack in the middle of this, again, like you said, all of this emphasizes that it is God's work, not ours. And I think baptism is one of those, as we practice it as Lutherans, as little children, it is one of the clearest pronunciations of grace. Because that little child did absolutely nothing to deserve what is being done to him or to her. It is entirely the work of God. And so Titus is reminded as we are reminded, hold on to the truths of God's word. Stand against false teaching. Stand in the truth of my word, which is given to you completely by grace. Is that grace that we want to talk about in our closing hymn verses? We're going to read from the worship supplement brought together by Professor John Rhyme. We're looking at hymn 751. And since it's a little bit longer, I'm going to have Nathaniel read verses 2 and 4. But what I want the listener to really do is listen to the pronunciations that are given by God, just like we have here from Titus, about what he does for us. So we'll begin. God's own child, I gladly say it. I am baptized into Christ. He, because I could not pay it, gave my full redemption price. Do I need earth's treasures many? I have one worth more than any. That brought me salvation free, lasting to eternity. Sin disturb my soul no longer. I am baptized into Christ. I have comfort even stronger, Jesus' cleansing sacrifice. Should a guilty conscience seize me, since my baptism did release me, in a dear forgiving flood, sprinkling me with Jesus' blood? Satan, hear this proclamation. I am baptized into Christ. Drop your ugly accusation. I am not so soon enticed. Now that to the font I've traveled, all your might has come unraveled, and against your tyranny, God, my Lord, unites with me. Death, you cannot end my gladness. I am baptized into Christ. When I die, I leave all sadness to inherit paradise. Though I lie in dust and ashes, faith's assurance brightly flashes. Baptism has the strength divine to make life immortal mine. Amen. Amen. 
We invite you to listen for new books each week on Burden and Blessing Podcast, where we believe and confess that every word of God is true. We pray that you will be assured that God's word is pure and is more precious than gold.